Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. I, I, can't, believe, I can't believe this guy did it again. I cannot believe this guy did it again. Can you imagine the balls on this guy? Of course, we're talking about rotting oatmeal brains in the White House. It's 9-11 yesterday. He manages to give the Saudi, uh, excuse me, the Iranians billions of dollars and sends out a tweet praising the Saudis on 9-11 while simultaneously not showing up at either D.C., the Pentagon, or New York City, or in Pennsylvania. He gives a speech about 9-11 from what, Alaska, and then lies about being at the 9-11 site on 9-12 the next day. I mean, this, this moron had one job. He had one freaking job and he blew it in like 25 different ways. Have you ever seen a bigger canoe in the White House than this guy? I mean, what a freaking train wreck. Man, I got a lot to talk about today. Today's show is going to be a little, a little spicy. So get ready. And, and it's good because I, do you have like the blackout coffee meter? Blackout coffee happened to be our first sponsor. Totally by chance. Many sniffs left in the blackout coffee bag. Didn't need too many blackout coffee sniffs. They've already had like three, four cups. You tired of the same old monotonous liberal flavored coffee brands and stop. Stop giving your money to woke companies that don't care about you. Go with a coffee option that aligns with your conservative values. And my friends at Blackout Coffee. I'm proud to recommend Blackout Coffee because I drink it and I love it. It's a coffee company, 100% committed to conservative values in the country. From sourcing the beans to roasting to customer support or shipping, they've got an incredible work ethic. The owner loves two things. He loves this country and he loves coffee. He loves conservative principles too. Do me a favor. It's three things. Check out blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Just try it. You're going to love it. Did shows other guys, blackout coffees, but I drink, I dig it. A lot of coffees send me their stuff. I like blackout, always have strong, tastes like real coffee. It's a man's coffee right there. Ditchos, other guys, Blackout Coffee remains true to our values. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Women, you're going to like it too. It's coffee that actually tastes like coffee. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Joseph, let's go. It is now post time. It is. Yes, sir. And it's an important day. Do you know why, Joe? You know why it's an important day? Tell me. You don't know, huh? Yeah, you tell me. Because my book comes out today. It's a birthday for oh, my book. My book is born today. <laughs> it has been birthed today. So this is the book's birthday, September 12th. My new book, The Gift of Failure. This is an actual copy. It's actually got some photos in it for liberals because I know they can't read. If you want to see them. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I actually did this for liberals. It's a true story. I love that I you can't read. Sure. Yeah. Some libs- <laughs> Here's some pictures. Here's a picture of us at the stock exchange. Picture of me and Fox and Friends at the White House. There's me when I was getting a like, cancer treatment. This is us with the yellow shirts on during the campaign. So it's, there's me with my daughter. Oh, so I remember cool. them. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool shirt. There's me at the police Olympics. Really grainy picture, but I don't know. I was pretty jacked back then. I was only like 180. I'm like 205 now. So maybe, I don't know, maybe a little goo over time, but I doubt it. So, but the book, you're going to love it. Please pick it up today. Today's the launch date. It's out in the bookstores everywhere, everywhere you buy books. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you just one quick story from the book. I think you're going to like, I, I, was, I sent this book to Mark Levin's producer, Rich, and he read it in like a day. And he said the most interesting chapter, I was talking about trying out for our cat team in the secret service. How uh, that there's a, you know, we have a SWAT team called counter assault team. And I wanted to get on it so bad. 
And I was training in Nevada. So I was training really hard. I was out in Nevada is a whole other story, but it was like a hundred degrees and I'm running, I'm banging out weight workouts. Like I'm doing sprint work. I'm totally dehydrated. I'm like a beef jerky. I'm in such a mess. And they tell me, hey, here's the bad news. You can't go into the cat team. You have, they're now taking it out, the SWAT team from the president's detail and they're making it a separate unit. So you have two choices. You can either go become like a SWAT guy in the Secret Service or you can go to the president's detail. Ladies and gentlemen, I was freaking devastated. Gee, why do you think I was devastated? He has no idea because I wanted to wear the black ninja suit and be like a SWAT cat guy. That's all I wanted to do. If you want to know the hard truth, I like the idea of kicking ass and taking names and the idea that when the president needs help, he goes to the Secret Service. And when the Secret Service needs help, they go to cat. I love that shit. I was like, yes, I am here to bust shit up. And I couldn't wait to do it. Cat you man. Know, yeah, I want. Yes. Yes. Thank you, buddy. It stands for counter assault team, by the way. So what did I do? Well, I'd say the stories in the book and you can read it, but I feel like a jerk doing that. So I'll just tell you, but you can read the whole story. In the book. I had a really smart guy, kind of a mentor in the Secret Service. You know what he said to me? Some of the best advice I ever got in life. That's why I wrote it in my book, because I thought it was a failure at the time, and it wasn't. He said, Dan, sometimes in life, you shouldn't ask your question, what do I want to do? You should ask yourself the question, what can I live without? The answer was easy. I couldn't live without protecting the president. That's why I went to the Secret Service. I could live without the black ninja suit, the BDUs. Sucked. But I could live without it. I couldn't live without protecting the president. So that's what I did. Sometimes in life, choices suck. That's some of the best advice I ever got. Not what do you want? What can you live without? Story in a book, Gift of Failure. I hope you pick it up today. I promise not to haunt you with it too much. I'm just really proud of the book. It was rocking on Amazon and uh, on Barnes & Noble and anywhere you get your books. So we deeply appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. All right. Which one? With the hose? Which one? What did I do with the hose? Oh, when I took the hose from the gas station? <laughs> There's a Secret Service chapter Guy likes, not nearly as glamorous as trying out for the cat team and going whole Rocky Balboa in the sun, where me and a friend of mine were getting gas up at Camp David in the armored limos. Uh, yeah, we get gas like at gas stations like anyone else. And my friend drove off with the gas hose. I was like, why does that car have a tail? And the gas station owner was like, ah! He drove off with the gas hose. He's got a tiger in his tank. <laughs> Remember those tales. That's, that was my And the guy appears multiple times in the book. He actually saved my ass in Indonesia. We'll call him Tony for the sake of the book. It's not his real name. Hey, Tony. So thank you. That's my five minutes. Uh, I don't want to, you know, the always old show book, but the gift of failure. Pick it up today. I deeply appreciate it. All right. Holy Moses, he did it again. He did it again. Rotting oatmeal brains in the White House did it again. This time about 9-11. This guy is absolutely disgusting. Everything about this guy and this guy, I mean, of course, Joe Biden. Here he is, Joe Biden, SpaghettiOs brains in Alaska, not at any of the 9-11 sites because he's too freaking lazy to go there, suggesting that magically he was there the day after and it looked like the gates of hell had opened up, which it did, but he wasn't there to see it. Listen to this. Never forget. Never forget. We never forget. Each of us, each of those precious lives stolen too soon when evil attacked. 
Brown's there in New York. And I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating because the way you could away from where you could stand. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I was not there the next day. I was not there that day. I was down at John F. Kennedy Airport uh, looking over in there. I was there a couple days after that, and it was the gates of hell. But it wasn't the gates of hell for Joe Biden because Joe Biden uh, never, in fact, saw that the next day. Joe Biden is full of crap, as Joe Biden typically always is. Now, the thing about Joe Biden, which is particularly disgusting, is not just his dreadful foreign policy, dreadful domestic policy, dreadful economic policy, school choice policy, healthcare policy, regulatory policy, and everything else. It's not just that he's a member of a crime family grifting off an international influence peddling operation for many decades now. It's not just that he lied about personal situations, horrible tragedies in his family to gain power. Uh, it's not just that. It's that Joe Biden needs to make himself the center of every single tragedy, taking away from the tragedy even the people who actually lived it, who lost loved ones or who died and were trying to memorialize him. He has to make it about him. He has to make it about him. He'll go to a situation and maybe Walter Reed where someone lost a leg or an eye or someone's a paraplegic, quadriplegic, maybe a soldier in combat. And I'll tell them how his son, Bo, died in combat. His son, Bo, died tragically. His son, Bo, did not die in a war zone. Uh, that's just a fact. He can tell the story as many times as he wants. It doesn't change it. He'll tell the story about losing members of his family, which he did. Very tragic situation. Unfortunately, uh, that's been his version of events has been called into question many times as well. He'll do this all the time because Joe Biden is absolutely convinced he's the center of everyone's attention. So on 9-11, when we're supposed to be memorializing the victims, here's Joe Biden. Joe Biden's lying. Now, here was Joe Biden the next day. So he's not a Star Trek fan. He's a Star Wars guy. He's got some horrible Star Wars takes, but that's okay. It's okay. I tolerate it. I tolerate it because I have to, and I'm an equal opportunity employer. Star Wars is, I think, a protected category in HR up there with all those other things. You're not allowed to discriminate. If I did, I'd fire the guy, but I can't. I don't want to be sued. So I let him, I tolerate his awful opinions, but he's not a Star Trek guy. So unless Joe Biden managed to teleport himself from Washington, D.C. to ground zero the next day, this must be fake. This is the next day. Here's a C-SPAN video of Joe Biden on the House floor when he says he was at ground zero. Take a listen. Many in his constituency have died. Part buildings in this state are still burning. And in the ultimate American way, he calls at the end of his speech for not abrogating the basic cherished liberties that this nation has. He says he was considering walking out of the show. Uh, luckily, Joe's here for backup, so I've got a plan. It's okay. He's very upset uh, that he feels he's being discriminated against for Star Wars takes. But thank you for playing the video. That was Joe Biden the next day. So unless they invented some teletransport, maybe they did. Maybe it was like the fly. Maybe a moron got into the teletransporter with Biden and blended the genes, and that's how he got so dumb. You ever see the fly? When they break up the genes and all the molecules and recode them. You ever seen that movie, Jeff Goldblum? Maybe that happened, Joe. Maybe Biden got in the machine with a moron and it, the moron genes and DNA got blended in with them. And that's how he came out so stupid. Wow. Can you imagine on 9-11 doing this? I mean, yesterday was such an emotional day in the show. I'll get to this impeachment. So I got a lot to get. Today's a loaded show. There's a big, big news about impeachment. And I think I'm changing my mind on this. See, I, you know, I, I'm op always open to new information because I'm not a stupid, smart person. I think I'm a smart, smart person. Smart, smart person, meaning I know what I'm dumb at. 
So I always seek new knowledge. Stupid, smart people think they're good at everything. The guy's an idiot, folks. And the guy's not only an idiot, he's an idiot who makes every freaking story about him. I want you to listen to Peter Ducey on Fox. Here's what he was told by the Biden team. Why Joe Biden, commander in chief, allegedly, decided not to appear in either Pennsylvania, D.C. or New York, breaking a streak of 22, 21 years where the commander in chief would go up and celebrate the worst terrorist attack we've seen in this country in our history. You'd think he would do that. Nah, Joe Biden was giving a speech lying, saying he was there. Here's the reason. Listen to this. Get, get your uh, get your bag ready to yak in when you hear this one. Check this out. Our focus the last couple days has been on President Biden here in South Asia. And when I asked a White House official why it is that President Biden was here and missing the 9-11 uh, commemorations at the attack sites, the analogy that I was given is that 22 years after Pearl Harbor, U.S. presidents were not still going to visit Hawaii. Holy Moses. This is what we're doing now? This is what we're doing. You understand, right, that the, the, the Pentagon is like down the block from D.C. using New York terms? Everything's down the block in New York. If it's less than five miles, it's down the block. You understand it's right there. Hawaii's a big trip, okay? And I think we should take the trip to Hawaii, okay? That's kind of, uh, it was kind of a big deal in U.S. history. It's down the block. All he had to do was show up. He couldn't even do that because he's a pathetic piece of garbage. That's what he's always been. He is a lying, woman-grabbing, kid-sniffing, plagiarizing, bribe-taking loser. Those are all facts. The fact that they make you uncomfortable is not my business. That's yours. Ladies and gentlemen, this is on top of, I want you to keep in mind, as he fails to show up on 9-11, as he fails to tell the truth on 9-11 and falsely claims he was there the next day, which is bullshit, okay, he made that up, he cuts a deal with the death to America Iranians and sends out a tweet from his administration praising the Saudis. The guy is an international cosmic level embarrassment. I don't know how much longer the Democrats are going to tolerate this guy. My guess is you're going to see an... Listen, I'm not sure where we're going to go with this. My guess is in the next few weeks, you're going to see a concerted effort to get rid of this buffoon. I know yesterday we leaned into it, but it's still like on the fringes, this getting rid of Biden thing, Hank Uyghur and these others. I think soon it's going to turn into a mainstream effort to dump this guy off the ballot because he's legit that pathetic. Here's a supercut. Hat tip Tom Elliott from Gravy, and we love his supercuts. Here's just a minute and about 20 seconds. He came coming back from overseas where he told everyone he's going to sleep, pronounced Mohammed bin Salman's name wrong twice in a row, could barely get out a sentence without mumbles. Wait, this guy's like mumbles from Dick Tracy. But that's not it. It didn't just start there. Here's a minute 20 of this guy humiliating us overseas. Take a look. We need someone to take office this time around who on day one can stand on the world stage, command the respect of world leaders from Putin to our allies. And there was a moment that caught people's attention in which he was trying to talk about Syria and specific policy in Syria. Take a listen. Um, we could work together with Russia, for example, uh, in, uh, in Libya. We should be open yeah, where we can save the lives of people in, for example, in, uh, in Libya. Uh, Libya or Syria? Does he know? You are... Most significant warrior for peace I've ever met. He was one of the famous 
African-American baseball player in America. We got on the telephone. He suggested we call the leader of, of Switzerland. Switzerland, my good, my goodness. I'm, I'm getting really anxious here about expanding NATO. Uh, Sweden. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the hol- Holocaust. It's just, it's absolutely awful. And again, there's no upside. We'll always honor the bravery and selfishness, selflessness of the, and sacrifices of the Americans who served, including my son, Major Bo Biden. You bring up Joe Biden. He's in Cambodia, not Colombia. I want to thank the prime minister of, for Colombia's leadership and the ASEAN, ASEAN chair and for hosting all of us. Holy Moses, the dude doesn't even know what country he's in. It's only a matter of time before it's a concerted effort amongst the mainstream liberal lunatics on the left to get rid of this guy. Folks, the guy, they can't. They can't. He's in the mid-30s now. I, I sent out a tweet yesterday. I said, you know, this cat's only a few inflation spikes away, maybe one from having an approval rating in the 20s. I don't care who you're running against. You could be running against Mutley. You're going to lose. The guy has no chance. There's no math for this guy to win unless they cheat with this mass mail-in ballot system again. It's the only thing they've got. You called the Mutley. Back up, Mutley. You got to go back up. Back up Did you lose back? How did you guys lose back up Mutley already? Folks, there's zero chance this guy wins. Zero chance this guy wins. We got two Mutleys for this guy. I'm going to keep him up here till the next segment. Come on, Mudley, stay where you're supposed to sit there. There you go, buddy. Hang out there. Good job. The guy's got no chance. They are going to dump this tomato can so fast once they realize this guy's down in the 20s. He is an inflation spike away from being finished. This guy is an inflation spike away from potentially losing, seriously, probably close to like 40 states. The guy's a disaster. Who is it? Um, was it Debbie Dingle, that congresswoman from Michigan, who was saying that with, uh, tr- Michigan is definitely in play with Trump on the ballot this year? This guy is in a world of trouble. Now, folks, he's in a world of trouble also because he has been at the tip of the spear of the police state in the two Americas. I say to you all the time, there's a them and there's an us. We're getting screwed. We don't live in a constitutional republic. We don't. We live in right now what's become a dictatorship. Sorry to inform you about the really tough stuff, but I've got the receipts to back it up and they've got jack squat. We live in a dictatorship. The left lives in a police state where they're in charge. If you are towing the liberal line, you are safe. You are safe from any scrutiny whatsoever. The law doesn't apply to you. The them versus us is here right now. How do you know you live in a police state? When political allies are above the law and laws are disregarded to prosecute your political enemies. Something happened yesterday and the day before I'm going to go into. There's absolute proof right now that these people are screwing us over. Don't lose backup Mutley. His original Mutley was first. Look at that. You like that form? Oh, damn it. How is it this freaking light is like so thin? And I always manage. If I tried to hit that thing, I couldn't. I know. It is the second time I did that. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to get back to this. I'm going to show you. There was an insurrection on Capitol Hill yesterday. Now, was everybody arrested? Are there wanting posters out there? Wanted posters? Is the FBI knocking on people's door? No, absolutely not. Because the people occupying Capitol Hill yesterday were a protected class. 
The Democrats, of course. McCarthy's talking now about an impeachment vote. I'm going to get to that in a second, too, because there's a lot going on. Quick break. Innovation refunds. Been helping small businesses that qualify to get a business payroll tax refund through the ERC, also known as the Employee Retention Credit. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax refund for businesses that kept employees on payroll for parts of 2020 and 2021. So if you own a business with more than five employees, you could have uh, you could have money waiting to be claimed. Innovation Refunds Independent Tax Attorneys are dedicated to helping businesses uh, business owners navigate the complex ERC filing process. They also earn the highly coveted SOC 2 certification. It specifies how trusted organizations should manage customer data in the areas of security, processing, integrity, confidentiality, and privacy so they know how to handle serious company employee information. Innovation Refunds does not provide tax or legal advice. They work with an independent network of tax professionals and will share information with them to evaluate and process your claims. Terms and conditions apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com to determine eligibility if you qualify. You could be on your way to receiving money for your business. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Go to innovationrefunds.com or dot one eight four three refunds. That's innovationrefunds.com or one eight four three refunds. Thanks, innovationrefunds.com. We appreciate it. How do you know you live in a police state? How do you know there's a them and an us when there's only supposed to be an us? When political allies of the regime are above the law, yet the law, air quotes, is tailored to target your political opponents. It's hard evidence. It's the only receipt you need. Here's proof. Yesterday was an occupation up on Capitol Hill with Democrats who refer to as an insurrection. It's clearly an insurrection. The evidence here has not been doctored. This is video of a bunch of people taking over Capitol Hill. Uh, what happened? Is the FBI locking them up? Are they getting, uh, is there wanted posters out? The answer is absolutely nothing's happening at all. Not even a little bit because that's not what they do. The FBI, they don't go after Democrats. They only go after Republicans. Here's a video evidence. Watch it yourself. Folks, can anyone explain to me how that's not an insurrection? E, Joe, you guys have any ideas? I mean, it's by their definition, they weren't authorized to be there. They stayed when they were told to leave. They were occupying offices on Capitol Hill. I'm I'm a little unsure as to how that's not an insurrection. They were insurrect, all right. Did they not? I mean, you got this Enrique Tarrio guy, just got 22 years in prison, wasn't even in D.C. They were actually in D.C., in the Capitol, in an office they weren't supposed to be, screaming about some HIV funding package. That they so you know so again you don't like the votes so you take over people's offices and Capitol. I thought that was an insurrection. So what happened to them? The answer is jack shit happened to them. That's what happened. And Jack left town. Nothing happened. Where's the FBI? The answer is nowhere. Here's FBI agent, former agent Kyle Serafin, now whistleblower, tweeted out yesterday. Hey FBI. I'm sure this wasn't done without planning and text messages and conspiratorial high fives. You should be working hard while the evidence is fresh. You might as well lean into your joke of a reputation. Love Kyle. Good man right there. He's got his own show too. FBI whistleblower on Rumble. The evidence is right there, FBI. Are we subpoenaing phone records? Are we, we going to find out who this was? Can we expect in your Twitter account? Wait, I'm looking right now. No, no, I don't see it. I don't say I don't see it. So weird. Can you update us, FBI? Can you send me a link to when you're going to put the wanted posters out for the insurrection? Anyone in the DOJ going to prosecute? Folks, that's them. 
there is a them in it. You remember John Edwards? I use this all the time. The Prell guy. Remember he ran for the Democrat nomination for president? If you remember that guy, he was a vice presidential nominee under John Kerry. John Edwards had like a $500 haircut or whatever. Cut my own hair. It's pretty easy. John Edwards, I'll tell you what, for as crazy as he was, he had a good point. He said, listen, there's two Americas. That was his campaign speech. You know what, Johnny boy? You are correct. There are two Americas, just not how you thought. There's conservative America, where we're the target of a weaponized government. And there's liberal America, where you do whatever the hell you want. Occupy Capitol Hill, engage in an insurrection, murder people. What do you get? You get a slap on the wrist, maybe a parking ticket. Whack a few dudes, you know, knock them off. It's no problem. Then maybe they give you a desk appearance ticket and a little $25 fine. But here's the you, America. The you, America. For the citizens of America who are not privy to the liberal upper crust and the foie gras eating liberal class. Here's the you. I don't know this lady's politics. I don't really care. When you live in liberal America and you're a regular taxpaying citizen, you're not a legal immigrant, you're not a criminal that gets special rules. This is what happens to you. Watch this. Here's a lady. Lady was getting ready to travel to Brazil or something like that. Decides she, she made a big mistake, Joe. She made a huge mistake. You know what she did? Oh, uh, she San got, Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. Right. Yeah, you got to see this. The huge mistake she made is she got out of her car for five minutes to go and get a burger. You don't want to do that in San Francisco because this happens. Take a look at this. Everything that I own was just stolen and I'm sitting here at the airport and all I have with me is what I have on and this hat and that like tiny purse with actually nothing in it. My computer, my iPad, my AirPods, my Bose over-the-ear headphones, all of my clothes, my prescriptions, my retainer, my passport, my passport. Legitimately everything I own was taken. So I got here to San Francisco two days ago. I got a rental car, had a long layover before I'm moving on. I was moving to Bali. I had all my stuff, everything to move there with me. Got a rental car, I was driving around, parked. Um, this morning at In-N-Out, I was kind of hungover, went out with my friends last night. Parked to get a burger and fries and went in. I was in there for four minutes just getting takeout, like grabbing something and going. I'm up at the counter, literally ordering, and someone goes, who has the Jeep outside? I'm like, I do. And they're like, someone's stealing all your stuff. I run out there and this is what I see. Four masked guys with ski masks on grabbed all of my stuff out of the car, smashed the windows, obliterated this rental car that I had, and took all of my stuff. And now, because I don't have my passport, I obviously can't leave the country and fly to Bali. And I'm like, what the heck? Now, keep in mind, if you're an illegal and this happened to you, you would probably get some kind of special privileges, like a trip free somewhere and special working papers, probably delivered right away. I don't know this woman, don't know her politics. I don't really care. I don't wish crime on anyone. But those are big cities in America. And there is a them and a them, a them and a you, okay? There are two Americas right now. There's conservative America and conservative states. And then there's liberal states where the citizens are preyed on and the criminals are catered to. Folks, look at this story. You know what, Key, that, that poll I put at the end, can we move that after this? Because it's going to be so telling. New York Post, NYPD is about to cut overtime. Why? Because they're having budget problems. Why? Because a bunch of illegal immigrants are coming to New York and the New York City, uh, 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 New York City Council and the mayor decided it'd be a good idea to put some law into effect that everybody gets housing in New York. Wow, that sounds great. Well, what's the problem? They applied it to illegal immigrants. So there are now billions of dollars in the hole trying to finance a bunch of illegals in the country who chose not to obey the law. So where are they going to cut back? You guessed it, ladies and gentlemen. F the citizens of New York City because your police department's going to get monster budget cuts. 
How do you like them apples? Here's the kicker. How many times do I got to tell you it's not bad enough? A lot of you don't believe me. Some of you do. Some of you don't. I even see it on the chat. You've heard this a thousand times, right? How many times have I told you all I lived in New York City and it's not bad enough yet? No, it's bad, Dan. I've heard a couple of people complaining. Yes, a lot of conservatives are complaining and I don't wish ill on anyone, conservative or liberal. There is not enough people, there aren't enough people, excuse me, in New York who have been impacted enough by the suck to make it suck bad enough to vote different. Oh, you don't know that. I always bring receipts. Here it is. Maria Medved on Twitter. Only 38% of New York City residents want a border wall in the most recent poll. They haven't had enough. Send them more. Yes. Yes, Marina. Send them more. I'm sorry. And what you, oh, we shouldn't have to take what, what, so Texas should? Listen, I grew up in New York. I'm sorry. If you think this is wealth and a source of prosperity, illegal behavior and illegal border crossings, then contribute to the cause. You're the sanctuary cities, not Texas. You take them in. 38% say no border wall. There you go. I, nothing I tell you, I, I just make up or fabricate. I hope you understand that. Nothing. Nothing I tell you is pulled out of my caboose, okay? When I tell you it's not bad enough because I lived through New York City when it was bad enough and we're not even close, we're not even close. It is not bad enough for them yet, but it will be soon. The downside, he wants to know what the downside to the border wall is. It doesn't matter. They live in this socialist utopia. You got to watch the Yuri Bezmenov video again. Until you take them and kick them in their fat bottoms, as he said, and lock the gates behind them, the modern liberal is incapable of understanding reason. You're not dumb enough, Gee, to figure it out. You're a smart guy. That's why you don't get it. If you get it, I'd have to fire you because it means you're a moron. You will never get it. You will never get it. Folks, it's true. It's a backhanded compliment, but a true one. Folks, I want you to remember this example. Liberals never understand the concept of opportunity cost. Everything to them is a world of unlimited resources. That's not the world we live in. We live in a world of limited resources. Everything's limited. Water, rare earth minerals, everything. There are no unlimited assets, none. Petrochemicals. We have managed to survive because we've recombined assets into new and bigger things. Assets, meaning materials, molecules, chemicals. That's what productivity is. But there's a thing called opportunity costs. When you engage in some economic behavior, you're not engaging in something else. So if I own a deli and I'm in the back and I'm flipping bagels when I should be managing the deli and it goes out of business, you can say, oh, I did myself a favor. I didn't hire a bagel flipper. No, you didn't. Your value added was managing the place, not flipping the damn bagels. That's why you're out of business. Every handicapped spot that gets taken at a mall parking lot by someone who's not handicapped, it's not free. Takes it away from someone who actually is handicapped. Every dollar taken away by an illegal immigrant for housing is a dollar less to pay for security in your city. Period. Period. Big update, by the way, in that New Mexico case, which I am not letting go. Quick break for our last couple sponsors. Appreciate your patience. Omaha Steaks, fall grilling is in full swing. And the grilling experts at Omaha Steaks are helping you keep the fires lit by putting some sizzle in your September. Head on over to omahasteaks.com and type Bongino in the search bar. You'll get 50% off all steaks. That's right. They're turning September into steak timber with mouthwatering deals on all your favorite tender, juicy, extra egg ste- extra age steaks. And as an added bonus, you'll also get two free 10-ounce bone in New York strips 
with select packages like the Guaranteed Perfection Grill Pack. The package in this perfect sampling of ev- this package is a perfect sampling of everything that makes Omaha Steaks unforgettable. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor and endless value on incredible entrees, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and more. Now's the perfect time to grab some extras because all their mouthwatering steaks are 50% off during the Steak Timber sale event. Every bite's backed by the 100% unconditional guarantee. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter Bongino in the search bar to shop all the exclusive Steak Timber packages and get those two free 10-ounce bone-in strips. Hurry and order today because this exclusive offer is only available for a limited amount of time. Stay fired up for fall grilling with 50% off all steaks during the Steak Timber sale event. Food's delicious. I eat it all the time. That's omahasteaks.com. Keyword Bongino. Last sponsor day. Always appreciate You want some steak timber? I know. He's going to go shopping downstairs. Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. When I say only, I mean only. Glenn and the team over there, they've been an incredible partner. They offer dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. Switch to Patriot Mobile today. Stop supporting these companies that don't believe in free speech and religious freedom. Patriot Mobile does. They believe in free speech, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, our military veteran and first responder heroes. Patriot Mobile. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team. They make switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Dan. Join me. Make the switch today. patriotmobile.com slash Dan. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 878 878- Patriot. Thanks, Patriot. Well, we appreciate it. Big update out of New Mexico. We're again the you versus us, the uh, the them versus us, the two Americas, the police state. Uh, New Mexico governor, tyrannical Michelle Lujan Grisham, who thought it was a good idea to claim she could ridiculously suspend the Constitution, is now a laughing stock. The sheriff came out yesterday and uh, the, the sheriff of Bernalillo County, if I'm saying it wrong, sorry, but a sheriff in New Mexico categorically said he will absolutely not enforce this order. I'm going to play the audio for you in a second, but I'm thinking what a lot of you are thinking in the chat. You guys, if you're thinking the same thing, let me know why for yes and for no. You're thinking this, you're probably thinking the same thing I am. Okay, great. He's not going to enforce an unconstitutional order. Well, okay, you know, congratulations. You're not supposed to, but why aren't they arresting this woman? Why aren't they arresting this woman for usurping the constitution to attack people's constitutional rights? That's what I'm thinking. It's great to make a statement. Yeah, you're thinking the same thing in the chat. I know, I'm with you. I get it. I'm not here to like, you know, and pile on this guy. I'm glad he did the right thing and said this, but this is like, this reminds me of that Chris Rock segment. I take care of my kids. You're supposed to take care of your kids. I mean, you swore to uphold the Constitution and the New Mexico governor is acting like a tyrant. The question is, why hasn't she been arrested yet? Here's the sheriff in New Mexico saying she absolutely won't force this thing, but again, mentions nothing about an arrest, which should be the logical next step. Take a look. Sheriff, what do you tell the people who are afraid now they might be able, not be able to defend themselves having their concealed carry when, you know, you guys show up after it's already happened? So talk about that. Um, that's a quick answer. We're not enforcing it. This order... Oh. Sheriff, you mentioned you're going to be calling for a special session with the governor, and I understand this news just broke Friday afternoon. It's Monday morning. Have you heard back from the governor yet? And once your statements have been released, what you would like to see be done? Have you conversed with her at all lately with uh, this announcement? No, I have not. Uh, a lot of people ask me how I feel. I mean, um, shocked and irritated is all I had for the weekend. Um, I have to turn in my irritation and my anger into solutions. 
Uh, that's something I have to look at very seriously with the oath that I took in January 1st of 2023. But on that anger, what do I do for the citizens and constituents of Burnley County that I serve? Folks, that's not good enough. I'm sorry. Like, anger is not good enough. Uh, you swore to uphold the Constitution. The governor has violated her oath and is using the color of law to attack people's civil liberties. She should be arrested. And by the way, I'm not the only one saying this. Not that it matters. I don't care if I'm the only one saying it or not. If I believe in it, I'm going to say it. But you've got even people who are moderate Republicans saying the same thing. If you're going to go out and arrest Donald Trump, claiming ridiculously that he used the color of law to violate people's civil liberties on voting by trying to steal an election, which is absurd, then how the hell do you not, does the FBI not knocking at her door? The answer is because there's two Americas. There's a them America and the us America. And if you're a liberal like Michelle Lujan Grisham, you can do whatever you want. It's not going to be any penalty at all. She ain't even going to get impeached. I know they're trying a couple of good legislators, that Lord and Block, Stephanie Lord and Block over there, John Block. But I doubt she's even going to be impeached because she's a Democrat and she's a protected class. Folks, speaking of impeachment, interesting segue, unintentional because it came out this morning. Uh, apparently, McCarthy is going to move on an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Now, I've got to tell you, I've been all over on this, and I, I have to be transparent with you. As the information evolves, I know what I don't know. I'm not an attorney. I spent a lot of time in the justice system, but I am not an attorney, and I don't want to understand the limits of my own knowledge. I was initially for impeachment. I was for impeachment, even though I know he won't be convicted in the Senate, Joe Biden. He won't. It's not going to happen. But I was for impeachment because I thought, you know what? Let's get this information out there from in front of the American people. And then, I don't know, as information came in about his polling numbers and this guy dropping into the 30s, I thought to myself, maybe it's best we don't impeach this guy and just run against this guy in the public space. But yesterday I got to thinking about subpoena power. The thing about subpoena power with Congress is it has to have a legislative purpose. Okay, follow me here. If this gets boring, Guy, stop me. It needs a legislative purpose. In other words, Congress can't subpoena Guy and say, give us your bank records because they just don't like them. They can't. It has to have some legislative purpose. So if Guy's involved in some financial fraud and some financial congressional committees doing an investigation, then they can subpoena Guy if it has a legislative purpose. You following me? Here's the problem. The White House is going to fight every single subpoena saying there's no legislative purpose. But I got, I've, I've discussed this before, by the way, so this isn't new. And I got to thinking yesterday, if you impeach this joker, which I think they will have the votes to impeach, just not to convict, kind of like indicting, but not convicting. What will they have? Yes, yes, they will have subpoena power. We, and there's no way, there's absolutely zero chance that the Democrats involved won't be able to oblige by the subpoena power. Why? Because they just convicted Navarro and are trying to convict Bannon over the same thing, ignoring a congressional subpoena. They can't now go and say, oh, no, congressional subpoenas are worthless. They literally just prosecuted a guy. So I'm starting to change my mind a bit on this. I can be persuaded on this. I still, I'm, I'm always open to new information, but I think impeachment, the announcement this morning, going to start an inquiry may be a good thing because of that subpoena power. And I just ask that you consider that too. We should always be open to new information. Now, we got to do it because we got to stop stuff like this from happening. Here is this goofball, Dan Goldman, one of the five dumbest members of Congress. This guy's a gift on media. 
Watch him mid-sentence, mid-sentence change his story on Joe Biden from there's no evidence of Biden's involvement. Actually, mid-interview. It's not long, this clip. There's no direct evidence that Joe Biden took money. Those are not the same thing. This guy knows they're screwed. Listen to this. There is no evidence, none whatsoever, and I don't care how much they say otherwise. I have looked at it. There is no direct evidence that President Biden was involved in any way, shape, or form in Hunter Biden's business dealings. This guy, he calls him the Fauci of Congress, the Tony Fauci of Congress. He has next thing you know, he's going to be recommending masks if he hasn't already. Folks, they changed the story mid-interview. He knows there's trouble now. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, 99.9% of criminal cases do not require direct evidence. I've never had one that had direct evidence. Direct evidence. In other words, a guy comes in. Direct evidence, by the way, is a loose term. What does that actually mean? Where a guy comes in and says, hey, I did it. Here's my fingerprint. You get a bunch of circumstantial evidence. That's how you make a case beyond the reasonable doubt. Guy says he robbed a bank. Say he doesn't admit to it. You've got video of him in the area. You got a guy with a black mask. You find a black mask in the house. You find DNA on the black mask that matches the guy. Threads from the black mask appear near the bank in the corner. A getaway car guy seen driving away. Getaway car says he knows this guy. Is that direct evidence? It's evidence. You see how Goldman's playing word games because they know this guy is screwed? Folks, he's in really bad shape. I'm starting to think about the MP- Gee, I need you to follow the poll. It was 99 plus percent in the last yes or no. Quick uh, chat room poll again. Yes or no? Why? Yes and no, obviously. Should we impeach this guy? Yes. Should we not impeach this guy? No. I'm genuinely, I want to see how this turns out because the, uh, you know, crowds, the knowledge of crowds is always far superior. So I, I personally, I'm leaning now towards yes because of that subpoena power. We need to go, wow, that's pretty overwhelming, really. Holy Moses, that's not even close. I, I swear to you, I thought that would be closer. I really did. Man, I'm just, you know what? Good. I'm glad to see that. This is why I asked. I did break the chat. The chat's moving so fast. I cannot even. All I see is one why. Because it's just why moving down so fast. Yeah, you, I think you're all right. Thank you, folks. I appreciate that. Here. Here's more proof, by the way. We said in the beginning of the show, liberals live in this fairy tale land and there's opportunity costs. But here's the thing about my thesis that I covered in the beginning and I've had for forever now because I grew up in it in New York City before it turned around and voted for Giuliani. People are not going to change their voting behavior until something impacts them directly. I'm, as, as much as it pains me to tell you this, folks, until it gets worse in every neighborhood in New York City, people are not going to vote differently. I don't want it. I'm not asking for it. I'm just telling you it's true. Listen to me. It isn't bad enough yet. However. In a one piece of little bit of a green shoot coming out of California, California has been proposing for a while the ridiculous, absurd idea of reparations that people now who had no responsibility for slavery whatsoever should give money to people who were never slaves for the the human tragedy of slavery none of them ever committed or were victims of. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen, that you should pay someone for something you didn't do. Matter of fact, for something a lot of your ancestors didn't do either. And you should pay people who were not victims of it. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. You may say, no, no, it isn't, Dan. Well, not the conservatives, my audience, but liberals. No, Dan, it's fair. It's definitely fair. People love the idea of reparations. Ah, you need to read the polls. 
95.7? Really? Is that the bot guy who figures that out? We have a cool bot guy in the chat who, like, he actually, these, by the way, these votes we take are real. Like, when Gee gives you 95.7%, it's a real number. We Shout shout out to, who is it, Elias? Elias, the bot guy who made this bot? You're the best, man. This is, He's got, like, some algorithms running on our chat or whatever. You can take the poll numbers down quick. So that's a real poll. That, I agree with you. Yeah, I think we should start moving forward with this impeachment thing. But look at this Washington Times story in my newsletter today, Bongito.com slash newsletter. California voters oppose cash reparations for slavery by two to one. Folks, this is California. It's like 75% Democrat and two to one are saying no to reparations. You know why? Think back to my handicapped parking spot analogy. When you have a handicapped parking spot and you find people who aren't really handicapped taking your spot, you get pissed off because they took something from you. Cash reparations, every taxpayer in California would be on the hook. That reminds me of Milton Friedman's old saying. The thing about liberalism is you think you're spending your neighbor's money, but your neighbor's saying the same thing. Everybody in California, they're not stupid. They realize they're going to be paying each other and the government's going to take a cut to distribute the money. This is a huge scam. Obviously, only suckers are falling for this. And they're doing it, by the way. The reason this is unpopular, at a time when the economy's struggling. I don't spend a lot of time in economic segments because it's 50-50. Some of you love it, some of you hate it. But this is a very short but interesting hit TV term for appearance by Stephen Moore on cable news. Here's Stephen Moore talking about the biggest problem we have in the Biden economy by far. You think in inflation? No, that's big, but it's not the biggest. Oil prices, gas prices, big, but not the biggest. Productivity is the biggest problem. Ladies and gentlemen, wealth is measured by productivity. Productivity is measured by production. How do we produce stuff? With people and ideas. Ladies and gentlemen, if four to five million people, four to five million people have disappeared from our workforce and don't come back under Biden, let me tell you something. You think inflation's a problem? This is going to lead to a Great Depression-like economy if we don't solve the productivity crisis soon. Here, listen to this. We ran the numbers on this. You know, there were something like four or five million people still that have essentially disappeared from the labor force. We don't know where they are, but they could be and should be working by every you know demographic statistic, right. and they're not. And so when you take that into account, that the job market is still, look, the jobs are still out there for skilled people. That's the good news. But I agree with you. I think the days of workers being able to you know run from one job to another and keep getting pay raises... I don't think they're out there so much anymore. Yeah. And let's not forget that every single month this year, the, the initial jobs report has been revised lower. It's at 340,000 fewer jobs than initially reported. Folks, production, GDP is measured on what we produce. When people are combined with ideas, stuff is produced. When a human being is combined with glass and computer chips, they produce phones and cameras and computers. When combined with ink and metal and wood, they produce pens. No human beings. You better get better ideas quick because there ain't nobody to turn your idea into action. We're in real trouble. Productivity is the biggest problem under this rotting bag of oatmeal in the White House. People have disappeared from the workforce because you don't have to work because the welfare state is back. That's why. The two Americas are here. 
There's the grifter class who doesn't want to get off there. Oh, we haven't done that. Remember this? You want your student loans repaid? Here's the handy dandy guide we used to put up on Fox. Lib guide to loan repayment. Don't be a bum. Get your rump to a job and you'll make money. None of this is hard. Take your ass, you see? Ass. Take it out of the seat and go to work and get a freaking job. That serves four to five million people. Ass removed from the seat and get a job. Get it out of the seat. When you move it to a job, you get money. And we can get out of this hellhole. But you don't have to because the Biden team wants to pay people to do nothing. That's why. Bonjanomics. Get your... Bonjanomics. No ass attached to no seat. And you'll be okay. Okay? Get your ass out of the seat. Go to work. Get a job. Get a freaking job. Is this hard? Why does nobody in the Republican Party ever want to say this? I know I got more stuff to get to. I'm sorry in the chat. I just sometimes I just can't get this out of my head. Why does nobody? I have like a hundred jobs right now. Got a movie coming out, a book coming out, a radio show, dealing with Rumble all the time, dealing with a thousand different things in my own business. I get a freaking job. I don't even need the money. I just do it because I don't want to be a lazy bum. Get a freaking job. Job. While we're at it, there are two Americas, by the way. Go get a job one last time. Just get a job. This No, this happened too. Speaking of two Americas again, Elon Musk, who is clearly in our America. What is our America? Conservatives, political prisoners, targeted political enemies. Elon Musk has gone over to the dark side. Uh, the dark side, meaning, you know, he bought Twitter and at least alleges he's tried to move it in a more freedom of speech direction. Liberals don't want that because they love censorship in the police state. So Elon is currently an enemy of the state. I think we all get that, right? Elon, you know, I have on my my Twitter and truth profile, public enemy number one. I was kind of being funny about it. Elon may legitimately be public enemy number one right now. Well, I don't know if you missed it, but Elizabeth Warren is now looking for an open investigation into Elon Musk. Uh, here's Jake Tapper on CNN asking Tony Blinken, like hinting and nodding, like, why aren't we investigating Elon? Because he didn't contribute to a, a, a war effort that could and a war machine that could have led to a nuclear war. You believe this? Now, this is this actually happened on CNN. Take a look at this. Oh, we don't have that for today. Did I miss that? Oh, shit. Sorry. It was from yesterday. Jim, put that in the radio show. You got to listen to it on the radio show yesterday. Did I not put that in a rundown? What I put? That's totally my fault, folks. I do this all the time. Just look it up. You'll see it. Yeah, dig it up. We'll play it at the end of the show. All right. I want to get to this story because this is a little funny and then we'll get back to the video. So, you know, the, the Jennifer Granholm, who is a total disaster, our energy secretary, the woman's been a complete embarrassment. She's the one that was asked about was oil prices started laughing. <laughs> she did the Kamala cackle. Oil prices, if I only knew. That's your freaking job. Your job is to actually know. That's your job as the energy secretary to know about oil prices. This story from Nick Arima in Red State, it's a classic. It's in the newsletter. Please read it. It's freaking hilarious. So they decide they're going to take an electric vehicle road trip, this Department of Energy secretary around the country. Now, as a guy who's done security advances in the past, you know how they work. You send an advanced team out. That's why they're called an advanced team. You show up. Did you guys read this story? So they're supposed to like show up at gas stations and show everyone how easy it is to charge a vehicle. Uh, well, it didn't work out. 
So apparently her advanced team realized at one of the stations that there weren't enough plugs to go around. One of the chargers was broken and the others were occupied. So an energy department staffer tried parking a non-electric vehicle in one of the charging spots to reserve a spot for the approaching energy secretary. Well, that didn't go well. A regular gas-powered car blocked the only free spot for a charger. In fact, the family that was boxed out on a sweltering hot day with a baby in the vehicle was so upset, they decided to get the authorities involved and they called the police. Yes, good job, a-holes at the Department of Energy. Well done highlighting all the failures of electric vehicles. Oh, you found that thing already? Let me get to one last. I want to get to the Border Patrol thing. I'll play that last. I just want to show you this one last thing. Got a lot of stuff to get to, and I'll play that. Uh, I'll play that that uh, video from Tapper because it is so telling. If you're in the other America, you're in deep trouble. I got this email from a Border Patrol guy this morning. I'm just going to show you a snippet of it, ladies and gentlemen. This is really, really bad stuff. This is what's going on at our border. I'll read it on the radio show later. Yeah, check this out. It's, you got the Red State article still up on the screen there. This is really bad stuff. This guy's communicated with me before. He says, listen, any other person, no matter what country they're from, is now allowed in. We basically become transportation for these people. Most or not all of us are either assigned processing or are given vans to pick these people up and drive them to other stations to be processed and our station to be processed. Any means by processed, we basically take their biographical information as well as the address they claim they'll be residing in as well as a court date with an immigration judge according to the address they give us, then it's bye-bye. They're transported to the address of their choice. Most of these court dates are at least a year out. Did they even show up to their court date? Who knows? Probably not. That's your border. Send them more though, folks. New York City says, uh, whatever, New York, 38% of them say no border wall. You can have more. Go ahead. You like that? All right. Sorry about that mix. I'm totally not geese fault. I didn't go on to on a rundown because I, I don't know. Was I in like a zone this morning or something? Today was leg day. I had a killer leg day, by the way. Squats, I did, I did high rep squats with lightweight, with like the, the tourniquet, the blood flow restrictors on my leg. Holy Moses, my legs. I never had a pump like that in my life. I'm 48. They were like, <laughs> it was like a monster day. Here's a video, Jake Tapper on CNN and Tony Blinken. Unbelievably, now pushing that if you don't contribute to the war effort in a nuclear war, you should be prosecuted. This is outrageous. Take a look at this. SpaceX CEO Elon Musk uh, has recently confirmed a report that's in Walter Isaacson's new biography of Musk that last year Musk blocked access to his Starlink satellite network in Crimea in order to disrupt a major Ukrainian attack on the Russian Navy there. In other words, Musk effectively sabotaged uh, a military operation by Ukraine, a U.S. ally, against Russia, an aggressor country that invaded a U.S. ally. Should there be repercussions for that? Jake, I can't speak to a specific episode. Here's what I can tell you. Starlink has been a vital tool for the Ukrainians to be able to communicate with each other, and particularly uh, for the military uh, to communicate in their effort to defend all of Ukraine's territory. It remains so, and I would expect it to, to continue uh, to be critical to their efforts. So what we would uh, hope and expect is that that technology will remain fully available to the Ukrainians. It is vital to what they're doing. Folks, this is really incredible. Can you imagine this interview being conducted during the Iraq war? I was not a supporter of the Iraq war either. Remember, no blood for oil. Can you imagine a media person asking, if you contributed to the Iraq war, you were given the, the, uh, the boogeyman treatment. But you see how when it's a Democrat war effort, everybody's all in the war machine? I didn't even support the Iraq war. You can go back and look. 
freaking incredible, man. Unreal. Hey, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Again, I'd so deeply appreciate it if you pick up a copy of the book. If not, I understand. You know, I know times are tight. I get it. It's called The Gift of Failure. Probably my last book. Matter of fact, I'm almost guaranteed to be my last book. Uh, it's a lot of work, got a lot of jobs, but I'm really proud of it. Ton of stories in here. I think you're going to learn a lot about all the stuff I screwed up. The parlor story, what happened with that. I know a lot of you still have questions, fairly enough, but there's a lot of misinformation out there about that. I got that. My time in the NYPD getting just like humiliated in the street a lot when I was a young rookie. And they're embarrassing stories sometimes, but they all uh, I come out on top in the end because I dust it off. So I'm proud of the book. It's called The Gift of Failure. Out today. Uh, please pick it up. It'd be great to get to number one. I'm just a competitive guy, but uh, times are tough. Totally get it. If it's your kind of material, great. Um, if not, I get that too, but I really appreciate it. Thanks for your support and all this. And subscribe to the show. Follow at rumble.com slash Bongino. Click that green follow button. It's free. And we'll see you back here tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Thanks for tuning in. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.